got it. So, <laughs> have you missed us on the podcast circuit, guys? Yes. Life's been crazy, but that's all right. That's all right. We're here yeah. now, right? We're here now. We okay. are here now. And you know, I have to tell you, I didn't know you could ask Alexa to play the Two Pushy Dames podcast. And she does. And one day I tortured myself by listening to my voice while I was cleaning my kitchen saying, what am I doing? But you can just get one after the other after the other if you're so inclined. Nice. Well, I'm glad you just didn't kick mine off when you just said that. Because <laughs> when you said it, I was like, oh, no, it's going to come on. Oh, <laughs> on my Alexa, that's A-L-E-X-A. Yeah. Yes, uh, there you go. Anyway. Well, there you but, go. But today we wanted to talk about, um, we wanted to talk about parents. Right. We have we hear a lot from um, family child care providers, out of school time folk, you know, group time people, you know, that they have a big problem with parents and parents. We hear a lot of things like the parents don't respect us or the parents, you know, um, don't get it. Uh, I just wish the parents could come and spend a day in the classroom. So I think that's something we wanted to chat about today. Things that make you go, hmm. We have a lot of things that make us go, hmm, but this is one of them that's been really prevalent lately, I think. And, and I just want to put a kind of a precursor out there that when we use the term parent during this podcast, yep. we mean guardian, family member, parent, all, you know, there's so many grandparents parenting their uh, grandchildren. So whomever it is that you deal with at your program who is responsible for that child when they're not at your program. So, you know, parents will be kind of an all-inclusive term here if, if that's okay with everybody else. Um, but yeah, I think it's tricky. You know, the, the parent or the, the guardian is the primary educator. We believe that, you know, we come from a head background, you know, we believe that and, and, and we're very Reggio inspired. We believe that. But parents don't know as much as you do about what's best in early childhood education settings. And that's where it gets tricky because I think it's the only job that um, people try to tell you how to do your job. And, and I understand why they do that. I really do. I don't, I don't think parents are doing anything wrong. I think they're trying to be engaged and involved, but sometimes it can be, it can be tricky because it's not always the right way. Right. And I think that well, we, we've said this a lot, you know, I think when people think back to their early years of education, they, they don't really remember, you know, when they were a toddler or when they were preschooler, a lot of them didn't even go to school then, right? A lot of people started school when they were, you know, kindergartners or, you know, first grade. I didn't even go to school till first grade. Imagine. Right? I turned so, out mostly okay. When we think back to our early years, we think of academics, right? Because we kind of started school at a different age. So when we think about kids that are younger, you know, we know, we, you and I know that play-based learning is the best for young kids, but sometimes families and, and parents and, you know, guardians do not get that. They think that we need to put that pencil in that kid's hand right away. They need to be, you know, learning this, that, and the other thing. They need to be reciting facts, but really that's not the case. When we think about kids under the age of eight, we know especially they need to have a play-based learning environment, and that's so important, and people don't get that. They think they're just playing, but we know differently that they're not just playing they're learning all the different they're developing and learning in all the different domains and it's so important yeah so there's probably there's probably 10 different ways to think about this but two of the main things I think about with this topic one is you know whose job is it it's it's your job when the kids are with you it's your job 
Um, families have obligations when they're not with you, but it's not okay to let families tell you how to do your job. You want to be collaborative. You want to be cooperative. You want to be partners in this, but you need to, you need to be literally like driving the bus when it comes to engaging them and letting them know. And then I think the other piece of it is educating them because parents only know what they know, just like everybody else. You know, you only know what you know, and, and you don't know what you don't know. So educating them instead of getting frustrated or annoyed with, oh my God, she wants me to toilet train her infant and, you know, they're not ready yet. Tell them why they're not ready yet. Help them understand that because they, their perception and their knowledge base is different from, from what you know. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot with our educators is that we say, you know, no one does more training than our ed early childhood educators. They're, they do a lot of training. They do training outside of their programs. They do training in their programs. You know, lots and lots of training come into play. But you need to let the parents and the guardians know what you're doing for training. You know, throw, throw something on the door when they come to drop off. I did a training last night on blah, blah, blah. Or Miss Susie. With, with the two pushy games. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There you uh, go. Exactly. But let them know if you have one of those apps that you send home, send home an app and say, you know, Miss Kathy and Miss Leanne did training last night on blah, blah, blah. Don't um, call me Miss Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> however, programs do it, you know, whatever you call your teachers, let the parents and the guardians know the trainings that were attended because they have no idea. They don't even know that you do first aid and CPR regularly. You know, they have, they really don't understand that. So when you let them know about all the training that you do, it starts to make you look more like a professional. You know, we don't want parents to look at us just as babysitters and like, you know, you leave a list for the babysitter, the 14 year old babysitter. It shouldn't be like that. We are professionals and we want parents to recognize that and one of the first ways I think we can help them recognize that is let them know the trainings that we're doing if you're a person who gets your CDA let the program know you got your CDA and what's entailed in getting your CDA if you get a degree celebrate it let everybody know you got your associate's degree your bachelor's degree, yeah. bachelor's degree whatever it is but let them know those things let them know about the trainings let them know about your education because I think that's important and then well you know Leanne what happens I think is if your program closes for a professional day, the parent um, the parent message is, oh my God, I have to either take the day off from work or find somebody to watch my kids, right? Yeah. When the message really should be, wow, this entire center is getting together for the whole day to learn more things, to do a better job with my child. This mm -hmm. is awesome. But that's not how the messaging usually goes. The messaging is usually like, what do you mean you're closed next Tuesday for a professional day? What the heck am I supposed to do? You know, so, so that's another way to think about it because again, they don't know the lingo or the jargon. They don't know that many programs can close for two or four days per year or more, depending upon where you are and, and how you do things. So for them, it's just a burden. It's a, oh, great. And I still have to pay for this, but right. my kid's not there. I, I don't get it. You know, so, so think about your messaging and how you're going to do that. Yeah. Spotlight it. Maybe yeah, and don't apologize. We're so sorry. We're closed. No, we're not sorry. We're closed. We're delighted. We have an opportunity to, to educate our entire staff on these X topics, you know, whatever they might be. So. 
Yeah. And going back to what you said too, Kathy, you know, we work, we want to work with parents, you know, like you said, we have a head start background. That's so important. Collaborating with families is so important. So we want to do that. But when we sit down with the parent and they say, I want Johnny to know this, this, and this, and you can say, I understand that. I understand you want the best for Johnny, but right now developmentally, this is what he should be doing. These are some of the things that should be happening. And one of the ways you can do that is by when you sit down with a parent, if they're really pushing and they want their child to do the academics, give them articles, give them memes, you know, send it home in your app. If you're using an app, give them information on what is best practice. You know, that is part of the key of helping parents understand what's best. And with an app, that's really easy to do. So those of you that have the apps do it. Some people will say, I give my parents articles every once in a while and they go right in the trash. And I would say to that, that's okay. At least they have the article in their hand. They know you read something and it's something important and yet you gave it to them. You know, so it, that also just handing them that, that information is part of your professionalism and showing them that you know what you're talking about. For sure, about. Yeah. for sure. And, and don't be afraid to use the word research. You know, I've been doing more research or the, the current research points to play-based learning. The current research, blah, blah, blah. You know, let them know that you're well-informed because lots of, Lots of family members just think you, you're cute and you have a fun job and, you know, you get to wear comfy clothes to work. Yep. You know, I'm an educator and a caregiver and I'm, I'm a professional and that's the message. And we, we threw a bunch of little um, memes up on our, on our Pushy Dames uh, social media recently, but, and we'll probably have some more, but you know, you're not going to go in um, to, to a fine dining restaurant and say to the chef, oh, I'd like you to put these five ingredients into my, you know, stroganoff. No, you're going to, I don't even know who orders stroganoff, but you're not going to tell the chef how to cook. Yeah, you know, you're not going to, if, if you need a lawyer for something, you're not going to go and tell them how to litigate. You might be part of the conversation and they'll ask you questions and they'll get your opinion on things, but then they're going to do what's best because they're the ones with the law degree. Well, guess what, folks? You are the ones with the early childhood experience and knowledge, and you are the ones who need to, again, drive that bus. So mm -hmm. don't say, well, the parents want the crafts. If you know crafts are not appropriate for kids under age eight, which they aren't, mm -hmm. then, then just say, you know, I understand, um, but this is why we don't do crafts and we do open-ended art instead. Let me share this information with you. I don't expect you to understand this because that's my job to understand this, but it's your right. job to share it and educate people. And, don't, and don't let them tell you how to do everything. And part of that too is making that learning visible. And we talk about that a lot. We have a whole training on that, but making the learning visible and letting parents know when your child did this, this is what they learned. When your child played in the mud, this is what they learned. When your child played with the paint with their fingers, this is what they learned. This is a pre-writing skill. This is a pre-reading skill so that they understand that these things are happening and that, you know, you know, Progress. That's a perfect segue. We'll give um, we'll give some props and a little shout out to one of our students um, that we know who's done a lot of training with us. Her name is Robin, mm -hmm. and we were visiting Robin Center, and Robin had the kids use a, a big piece of um, plywood, plywood mm -hmm. and created what we would call a glue table. So she put the plywood on the table, and it was circular, and the kids were gluing. And so you can imagine what it looked like, you know, there's three-dimensional stuff, there's glitter, there's blobs of glue, there's wooden spools, there's awesome. leaves. Yeah. It was awesome. There's all <laughs> kinds of cool stuff on there. But what Robin did is she leaned it in the hallway of her classroom with messaging that said, hey, 
Guess what the kids learned while they did this? Ding, 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 ding. And she used a lot of big words. She didn't just say they had fun and they learned about glue. She mm -hmm. used a lot of big words that are kindergarten readiness skills. Mm -hmm. So basically the parent, you know, if they come home with a gluey collage, the parents can be like, Ugh, what do I do with this? You know, right. because they want some cute little stick figure man to hang on their refrigerator for the holidays or something. And, and that's not what good programs do. Mm -hmm. So anyway. And, and I'll just add really quickly too that um, it's funny because I asked a teacher who knew better once, like she said, I know you're going to hate these crafts on the wall. And I said, just explain to me, like, why do you do them? And she said, because the parents love it. And I, and I thought about that for a while. And I, I said to her later on, do the parents love it or do they just recognize it? Like, do they identify it? Like, oh, look, a ladybug, oh, like ladybug. Oh, look how cute. Oh, look, a penguin, how cute. So that's why the teacher thinks the parents love it. Or if you sent home a messy mess and it said your child is doing, you know, pre-writing skills by squeezing the glue and doing this and doing that, you know, are the parents going to look at that differently and be like, wow, this is impressive. This is good. This is important because really you all know the ladybug and the, you know, the penguin, the teacher's really doing that. The teacher cuts it out. The teacher pretty much puts it together for the kids. And, you know, it's not the child's idea. It's not the child's, you know, they didn't come up with it. The teacher did. And that's not. Yeah. I don't know any child whoever walked into a preschool program and said, hey, I think I'd like to uh, trace my hand and turn it into a turkey. It doesn't I mean, happen. Some kids do like to do that. I'll, I'll say that because my kids- yeah, but most of them are seven and eight years old because exactly. they understand the representation of it. When exactly. a child's two or three or four, no, you don't have to paint their hands and turn them into turkeys or, or spend your night cutting out leaves. And, and um, let's face it, young kids know what's real. So they see real turkeys, they know that's real. When you're telling them that this- piece of, you know, construction paper is a turkey. They're like, I don't think so because they're doing that accommodation and assimilation. They're trying to figure out the world. Exactly. Telling them that this, you know, construction paper turkey is a turkey. And they're like, um, no, I thought, saw a turkey in my yard this morning and it didn't look like that. They get very confused more than anything, right? So we want to use real things, real pictures with young kids, especially when they get older, they can say, oh yeah, that's representing it. When they get older, you'll see seven and eight year olds you know, nine-year-olds tracing their own hand and doing that because that, that has a representation that they can understand. But, but Leanne's point about parents noticing it and recognizing it and identifying it is where we get confused because we're like, oh, when I sent home a gluey collage or a 3D sculpture that the child did with recyclables, the parents don't have a lot to say. Some of them don't even want to put it in their car, you know, because it's going to get glue on their car or whatever, you know, but that's when you have that golden opportunity to say, you know, this might look like a bunch of glue and sticks, but let me tell you the process your child went through. Let me tell you what they were thinking, what they were saying, what they were learning, what they were doing, you know, that's, that's how you make it happen. And that's how you partner with the parents and not to say, oh, you don't know anything about early childhood, nope. but to say, oh, let me share some information with you about this to help you understand it better. Just like you would want the chef to say, or, or your doctor, you know, you're not going to go to the ER for stitches. And how would you feel? You're sitting in the ER, right? And the nurse comes in and says, oh, where do you think I should put your IV? You know, I'd be like, get me a new nurse. Don't, right? tell, don't ask me where to put it. I'm an oh, early childhood what, teacher. What thread should I use for your stitches? What do you think? Yeah. You're like, yeah, what? what do you think? Do you want the dissolvables? Well, yeah, I do. But maybe that's not what's best. You know, you need to trust 
the, the trained, educated professionals in whatever the field is, it could be ringing the register at the local grocery store or, or bagging groceries or anything, whatever your job is, trust those people to know what's best. You know, if you have somebody to come and cut your lawn and I don't have that, I have a husband who does that. But if you have somebody who cuts your lawn and, and does the weeding or the whatever they do. You know, it's called landscaping. <laughs> yeah, those landscapers. Landscapers know, all right, this is the time of year we do this. This is the time of year we do that. And unless you're also very well-versed in landscaping, trust them to do that. So help the parents in a real, don't be snarky. We can be very, I can be very snarky. Oh, I can. Um, you know, you don't want to be sarcastic or snarky or make the parent feel stupid. You really want them to go home with a different way of thinking saying, ah, oh, I hadn't thought of that before. You know, I didn't know that that was what was best. I assumed they should be reading by now or walking by now or, you know, riding a tricycle, whatever, whatever the message yeah. is. And letting parents know every child's individual and every child has different strengths and not all children are going to do the same things at the same time. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to do the thing that you want them to do because you want them to do it. They're going to do it when they're developmentally ready to do it. Not, not sooner than that, you know? Yeah. Um, Amen. And I guess, oh, amen. Um, <laughs> it, everything always brings me back to this, but you know, if you're ever in doubt, go to the NACI Code of Ethical Conduct, N-A-E-Y-C, that's our Early Childhood Association, the National Association for the Education of Young Children, and it's naeyc.org. Um, but go to the NACI website, you can get the Code of Ethical Conduct if you don't already have it in your program, and look at that. And, and I will tell you, you're always going to come back to the main indicator, which is always do what's in the best interest of the child. It doesn't say do what the family wants all the time. It doesn't say do what your boss wants. It doesn't say, you know, listen to your co-teacher for everything. It says do what's in the best interest of the child. And if what's in the best interest of the child is to feel good about themselves and play and grow and learn how to think for themselves, it's not going to be some of that push down academics or older kid crafty stuff that might be happening in a lot of programs. So here's my two cents. All right. So guess what? We're done. <laughs> We're done. Giddy up. You think that she's an angel, but